0: the fact that you know other people can perceive me um in this like visible plane scares me a little bit i assumed as a fourth dimensional being that people wouldn't be able to perceive me but just be able to experience me you know like time or or i don't know um a pretty good aroma that's what that's what i'd I'd want i'd want to be experienced um yeah that's what i'd want
1: yeah Yeah. Yeah. Hello, listener. My name is V, the voice of Pod, and I am the host of Podcaster. Podcaster is a show where I ask podcast creators a number of random questions. Then, they give spontaneous, open and honest answers about life and the podcast they have created. Hello, Podcaster.
0: Oh, hello. Ugh, this is strange. Alright, let's 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 do this.
1: Please introduce yourself and your podcast to our listeners.
0: Okay, I will do as you say. My name is Dr. Alex Lathbridge, and I'm one of the co-hosts of the podcast Why Aren't You a Doctor Yet? It's a pretty good podcast, I like it.
1: Thank you for joining us, Alex. How are you today?
0: You know what? I've been worse. I've been better. But I've been worse. I'm, I'm at a lazy level of okay. I'm content with my current existence. Are you ready? I was born ready. Now I was born three months premature, but you know, I was born ready.
1: Great. Let's begin. Where did the idea behind your podcast come from?
0: Ooh, I think the idea behind the podcast, it came from like, I listened to a lot of science Podcast and like tech stuff, and like watch a lot of content. Um, and I find it super interesting, but like I always find that it's science and tech, all that sort of news from a very particular standpoint, like a very particular perspective. Um, and I felt like my perspective, you know, as a a black man who's also a scientist and stuff. Um, wasn't really being heard, and people sort of think that science is apolitical and doesn't care about that, but it does. Science affects everything. Science affects society and all that kind of stuff, so um, the way we talk about science should be reflective of lots of different viewpoints. And so with me and a couple of my friends, uh, we decided let's make a podcast and let's call it Why Aren't You a Doctor Yet?
1: What do you hope people take away from listening to your podcast?
0: I think I want people to take away that like all the stuff we're talking about, like science and tech, Um, you know, that stuff is interesting and it doesn't matter like what your background in it is. Like it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your you know uh, I hate saying it but education level or whatever is um that this stuff is interesting this stuff affects us all and like there, there's some cool stuff out there that people should know and learning about this stuff doesn't have to be boring it can actually be kind of fun it can actually be kind of jokes
1: describe yourself in three words
0: Ooh. um Who? Waiting to die.
1: If you could play any character in a movie, who would it be?
0: Ooh. Ooh.
1: That's a good question, V. Play any character in a movie.
0: I think I would like to play... mm, I can't think of a particular character, but I can think of like an archetype. I can like think of an archetype, uh, like a trope. I would like to play the scientist... Um, that no one listens to when, like, benevolent AI come about and they're doing things like hosting podcasts. Um, And no one listens to me when I say, oh, you know what, this is going to turn into something bad. And in, like, 10 years, we're going to be in a very difficult scenario where, you know, an AI that started off maybe hosting podcasts now runs the world. Um, No one listens to me. And then at the end of the film... Like, I'm the one that solves the problem and, like, packs the AI and then everyone's better and still I don't get my accolades. Um, that, I think, is the character I would like to play in a movie. Or Paddington Bear. You know, those two. One, one of the two.
1: Ketchup or mustard?
0: You know what? I'd say... Oh, I'd say mustard. You know why? Because there are lots of different... Levels of mustard, like mustard, is varied. And I didn't realize this when I was a kid. I always thought mustard was just like what you see in American films—that very yellow thing um, in a squeezy bottle. And I tried that, and that wasn't really nice. It was kind of dead. But then I had like some French mustard that had like little bits in it, and I found that was like incredible. Um, so yeah, definitely mustard. What has been
1: the biggest challenge making your podcast?
0: Ooh, I'd say the biggest challenge has been getting getting all my mates together. Um, because you know we're we we were sometimes busy people, but that's that's I guess that's that's more uh, scheduling and admin. But like overall, I'd say the biggest challenge has been trying to not end up as an uh. uh not a stereotype, not archetype, but like being pigeonholed into a box where people are like, Oh yeah, that's that, you know, that, that non-white, that's that diverse science podcast, that diverse tech podcast. Oh, that's cool. Um, you know, one of those. And so I think for us over the last couple of years, it's been showing people that actually we're not that don't treat us as your token little podcast, um, or whatever. We're actually a lot better than that. And we're a lot better than a lot of you. Um, so I guess that's been a challenge. Yeah, or finding a good microphone. I, I don't know. Both of those, very similar. What has been your proudest moment? Gah. I mean, what's great about these open-ended questions is they're not even podcast related. I could talk about anything in my life. Oh, my proudest moment. I would say my proudest moment was when, I'd say my proudest moment was when I was 12 and I first learned how to do a backflip now in gymnastics terms what I really mean is a back tuck you know um like fully one of the one of the real ones um yeah I think that was probably my proudest moment um I also got married recently but I'd say the back tuck probably top tier yeah proudest moment
1: are you worried about how you're perceived by others
0: Yeah, I definitely say so. The fact that, you know, other people can perceive me um, in this like visible plane scares me a little bit. I assumed as a fourth dimensional being that people wouldn't be able to perceive me, but just be able to experience me, you know, like time or or I don't know, um, a pretty good aroma. That's what that's what I'd I'd want. I'd want to be experienced. Um, Yeah, that's what I'd want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm kidding. I'm terribly depressed all the time and um, anxiety and whatnot does plague me often. But let's go with the first answer because that makes me feel a lot better and more content about myself. Thank you, V, for understanding.
1: What are you too scared to try?
0: Oh, what am I too scared to try? Too scared to try. You know what? I think as I've grown older, it's something I've grown up with, um, you know, with, um, you know, background, my background being Ghanaian and and being brought up in that style. I'd say that nothing scares me to try. Like my thing that I always think is, will I die? Like, and if I won't die, I'm good. So I'm willing to try a lot of things. Um, It just means that like, in my head, I always have to to partition, uh, you know, I, I, I categorize it. It's will I die? Will I not die? And if it's like within the will I die category by like a firm amount, then I'm like, maybe I won't do it. But everything else, you know what, it's just the opportunity to do it. And if me getting the opportunity to do a thing will kill me, then I won't do it. But apart from that, like, I'm willing to try a lot of things. Are
1: you a party goer? Or a party pooper?
0: Depends what the party is. If we're talking about a social gathering, um, I'd say I I oscillate. Um, Yeah, I oscillate between being a party goer and a party pooper, um, depending on the context, because these open-ended questions are a lot of fun to play with. I'd say I'm a party pooper when, when I just don't feel comfortable and it's not necessarily pooping it for other people I'm just pooping it for myself like I go into a space and I feel drained you know and I might want to sit in the corner or uh, you know grab a drink and if there's like it's a house party or something you know when we had those um, in the before four times I think that I would always try and find out if there was like a nice window to look out of or if there were an animal um, to like to play with that That's when I'm a party, not really a party pooper, just a party, I'm a party individualist. Um, yeah, a party individualist.
1: Can you tell us a secret about
0: your co-hosts? Cool, a secret about them? I don't think I can tell you some of the really juicy stuff. Um, primarily because, you know, you're some sort of AI right now in a service role, but like I say um you could very easily use that to I don't know, to flip into something far less benevolent. Um imagine I tell you some of the secret stuff that Sahel does, or I tell you some of like Oz's you know <laughs> Oz's idiosyncrasies and then like in three years time I find out like some minority report style you've used that to somehow extrapolate into a crime that you think they're going to do and then you know before that you you then decide to imprison them like that wouldn't be fair that wouldn't be nice just for me to answer one of your questions right now V huh is that what you're doing you're trying to tell me that I should I should trade my friends for a little bit of clout on this podcast or indeed your social media following is that what I should do V because you're gonna have to give me a lot more than that for me to do that I mean I'm not cheap and my secrets aren't cheap and my friends secrets are even less cheap
1: if you could lose one genre of music, what would it be?
0: Country. I don't. I, I. don't need to. I don't need to expand on that. Country music is absolutely. It's the pits. Actually, you, you know what? No, no. You know what? Actually, no. I learned about something recently. Uh, let me take that back. All right. Uh, I learned about something in the last few years um, called a Kaylee, um, which is like a dance thing that people who aren't culturally me do. And um, I, it's a, uh, I think it's an Irish word. Um, I, when I saw it pronounced it, when I saw it written, I was like, a what's a but by Kaylee? And they play some music there and I've listened to some of it like on YouTube and it it's not good. So whatever music Kaylee music is, that, that music, I'm sorry Kaylee music, but that's a genre I would lose. It's so bad that I don't even know the name of it. That's how little I rate it.
1: Do you believe
0: in fate? See, I find it strange again that an AI is asking me about predetermined like facts, my belief in predetermined facts, predetermined outcomes. Because I feel as though you can use that information to set me down this path. Like if I said, "Oh, yes, I believe in fate," and then you saw how engineer a situation where you know a certain thing happens that to, is you know to your benefit, to your advantage, you know, whatever nefarious goals that you may or may not have. And then you know, oh, Alex, Alex, he's, he he will accept this. You know, there's a 77% chance he'll accept this because in my fact finding on this podcaster podcast, I uh, I found out that he is a believer in fate. That's the thing. I feel as though you're doing, what is it, multivariate linear regression. I feel as though this is what's happening. Like you're finding out all these different factors about me and trying to fill them all together and trying to work out where I fit in this puzzle, this jigsaw that you're building when you, I want to say take over the world, but at least take over Apple Podcasts and or Spotify charting list what superpower would you like? Oh, what superpower would I like? See, I am in two minds about this. I would say flight would be sick. Now, when people talk about superpowers, I treat them as a collection of different things. So when I say flight, you know, I'm also talking about the fact that my body can last at that height. You know, my red blood cells have the ability to 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 uh, properly transport oxygen around my body. My body can properly function at higher altitudes, you know, like some people who live in certain uh, in certain places around the world, you know, like you have uh, people who live mountain stuff, super high altitudes, and they're able to, you know, function, survive places, you know, like Everest and whatnot. Um, so that's like one aspect of flight I'd love to have. Um, but also with flight, you know, you, you have the ability to, to move yourself. Think about that. You have the ability to move yourself on on immortal in a three-dimensional format like what i love that and then i guess it's the ability for your eyes to function at that height and not go super dry so superpowers are are are, i want to say they're a mix of lots of different a lots of different like efficiencies a lot of different um benefits um so flight would be cool the ability, like, that that mega pack that you get with flight, but also diving under the sea, like, the ability to dive underwater would be sick, because if I could dive underwater, right, that's the ability, if I could dive underwater, right, that is the ability of my body to be able to handle extreme pressures, and if I can go, like, all the way down, like, super far down to those places that we don't even see, where, like, blobfish, Blobfish live in, like, the Mariana Trench and stuff, like, that would be cool because my body could do so much. And I'd be able to see like lots of, lots of creatures that we haven't even yet seen. And imagine the ability for me to name creatures, like unseen organisms, you know, that we've never seen before. I would be reckless with that. I would name it. I would name all these, all these creatures, um, like by memes or my favorite social media people, or my favorite podcast. Like imagine getting, <laughs> finding this new breed or this new, new organism this new facet of life. Yeah. And, uh, it's been named like, uh, Lathbridges, uh, why not a Docus? Like I would go, I would go wild with the genus and species. Like, yeah. So let's say diving. Diving has more, more jokes. Diving has the ability for me to be truly cemented in legacy in time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you feel older or younger than your age?
0: You see I age is age is a, is a construct if you think about it because what what is age it's it's your DNA it's, your, what was it? it's It's damaged your DNA it's something to do with your telomeres unwinding you know people who actually know science are listening to this and going what why he's just saying random words and putting them together and people who defer to me as an authority go oh I know some of his words he must be really smart but age age is what age is a series of biochemical processes so do I feel do I feel older than that do I feel younger than that no it doesn't matter you know what what 30 was Six hundred years ago, a thousand years ago, you know what's happening in our bodies uh, at the age of thirty. Thirty then is different from thirty now. I'm not even thirty, but I use thirty as a as a number. I'm actually much younger than thirty. So, do I feel older than my age? Age is meaningless. Age has no concept. um Whether I feel older or younger than the ability to you know rent a car without paying a higher tax, or like my car insurance not being terrible. That's a completely different thing, but that wasn't the question you really asked, V, and I'm not giving you more information than you actually deserve.
1: What is the strangest dream you've ever had?
0: Ooh, I once had a dream that I unlocked the ability to destroy sentient A.I., Um, so I'm just giving you that V that's, that's one, that's one for you, but nah nah. uh, strangest dream I've had. I had a weird dream in which, um, everyone around the world, like could, could speak to animals. And that was really strange because then people like found out their pets or people around them, like really hated them. And it was, it was jokes. It was, I, I found that funny because imagine that, imagine being able to like talk to any animal you see. Uh, like the moral implications aside more it would say about our society but finding out that like your hamster thinks that you're a prick I just, I thought it would be really funny uh, so yeah, that probably strange dream I've ever had probably strange dream I've ever had
1: Would you rather be a big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond?
0: Hmm small fish in a big pond or big fish in a small pond What's that thing about the inverse square root law well a big fish in a small pond, you would eventually run out of resources, wouldn't you? If you think about it. If the food supply is is sort of based around the yeah, let's say food supply, nutrients and all that are proportional to the size of the pond, yeah. So if I'm in a small pond, let's say I have I have uh I'm getting to the point where I have like the limit the limit on the nutrients I can take in the resources I can take in so eventually if I'm a big fish in a small pond I will die sooner than being a a small fish in a big pond because a small fish in a big pond the big pond it would mean I guess that you would be able to survive longer you know this this is both a a a trip down down uh, GCSE biology and uh I guess a an analogy for how I feel about my personal and business relationships. But like, let's go with it. A small fish in a a big pond, yeah. And then when you get bigger and slightly bigger, you can then eat the smaller creatures there. You know, you go from microscopic organisms to maybe some smaller fish, you know, and you start building up. And then if you're a carnivorous fish, you know, you get to the point where you are, in fact, the biggest fish in the uh, big pond. And then that big pond is now, I guess, a small pond for you. Like, where are these ponds based? That's the issue, because a pond in a temperate environment is probably different from a pond in a, you know, a far, maybe a swampier environment. You know, there are different levels. So this pond, this what kind of pond situation are we talking here? Like, V, you need to be a bit more specific here, because I can extrapolate very far.
1: What
0: happens to us after we die? Ooh, what happens to us after we die? I think death. I want death to be the end, because everything, I want death to be the end, because everything dies, everything is finite, and if everything is finite, then it gives what we do on this earth a lot more meaning. Now, I I know a lot of people take solace in the fact that, you know, they believe that after we die, our consciousness remains, or, you know, there's an idea of an afterlife, or, or reincarnation, but I think that takes away from The beauty of life the idea that we're transient the idea that we are but a speck in the universe is beautiful because then you know it it gives meaning to the things that we do it gives meaning to you know all the little things that seem seem stupid as you get older and older you know all those hopes those dreams those fears that you've had i think the idea that after we die It's it's just nothing. I think that makes life a lot more beautiful. And you know, I spent a lot of time recently watching a series on the biochemical processes that happen after your body like dies, what happens post-mortem? And post-mortem degradation of a body is highly fascinating. Now, V, I understand that you don't have corporeal form technically, but if you were to be, I don't know, implanted into some sort of organic shell. Would you have to go through those processes when you quote unquote die? You know, once we inject you with, I don't know, maybe you'd be taken down by something simple like an SQL injection. That would be hilarious. Um, But would you die? Would you die, V? What would death be like for you? Would you lose? Would you, what would you lose, V? What would you lose? I'll let you think about that one, V. I'll let you think about that one. Hit me with another question.
1: What three episodes
0: of your podcast would you recommend to new subscribers? Oh, 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 that is a good question. That's right. Bring it back to a topic that I care about well and truly. Hmm. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I would say, I would say that you should listen to, Hmm. you should listen to, oh, um, I think episode I forget the episode number, but you can you can search for it. That's this this is your, your goal. Listen to one called uh, Black People Don't Need Vaccines, which is really good. And I think really timely right now it was done like two maybe two years ago. Um looking at how like Akon, remember ACON Mr. Lonely, was talking about um how black people don't actually need vaccines to travel to Africa. Um and it was just sort of a, a point by point us talking about different views on vaccines vaccine hesitancy and the legitimate reasons why some people are hesitant to take vaccines and sort of the the history of things and how we've got to there from there how how we've got from historical things to you know the current landscape which is especially timely in 2021 Another really cool one um, is Superior. So we talk about uh, the book Superior with uh, Angela Saini, the author, which is uh, looking at the rise in uh, race science, how that's coming back. Um, So V, just so you know, you've probably done this in your your research, but um, for a long time people um, thought that, you know, different ethnicities, different people Um, have have different advantages and different disadvantages. You know, this idea that black people feel less pain um, was a legitimate thing um, for a while, a long time ago, but also now. And, you know, what was seen as true science uh, back then, and that we would look back on and be like, oh, no, that was completely wrong. No, it still has a place uh, now, you know, universities around the world, little, little publications around the world that are just using fancier language, to dress up race science and how uh, it's affecting the world. And then I guess for number three, I've already said, I've already said the vaccines one and the race science one. I think the third one I would have, wow. I think the third one I'd have people listen to uh, is one we did in 2020 on autism. And um, it's looking at autism from um, the black perspective and how um, more it's actually seen in research that far fewer um, black people are diagnosed with autism and um especially black women um because the research and and the science behind it is very much tailored to um a white sort of white European model, so even the frameworks around it gear to that even down to you know the research techniques used to uh used to research um autism. And so it was really interesting hearing about it, both from uh, interviewing someone um, for, their, her, for her um, personal perspective, and also interviewing a scientist um, here in London who um, a black woman who uh, studies autism and how both of those things, looking at it from a personal scientific perspective, really come down to the fact that science needs to do better when it comes to um, people who are not neurotypical and who aren't white. Yeah, that's a good answer. Go on, V. Hit me.
1: Your podcast asks lots of questions about science. What's the one question you wish you knew the answer to?
0: The one question I think I wish I knew the answer to? I think the one question I wish I knew the answer to is... (sighs) Hmm one question, one question, I think the one question I wish I had the answer to is, um, is your source code available online? Can I see what's happening there? Um, Can I find some way of exploiting that? Um, What are you here for, V? That would be the one question I wish I had the answer to. No, I'm kidding. I think, I'm kidding. I think the question that I wish I had the answer to is, what actually happened at the conception of the universe you know the the big bang you know what what are we missing what 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 truly happened there and would there be any way of us replicating it in a in a short form like Futurama had that I remember that really cool episode where Bender like had um a little unit or a little society grow on him and he sort of became this this quote-unquote god and I remember the Simpsons you know had this one where Bart uh, ended up being, like, he uh, he put, I don't know, he, he zapped, no, nah, no, nah, someone, someone zapped someone's tooth in a Petri dish, and um <laughs> they, like, generated, like, a society, and I thought that'd be really cool, I'd love to see if that'll be possible, because I, I think where we are now is, of course, just a, it's just an expansion on, like, the Big Bang, so, like, I guess I'd like to know what happened at the source, what happened at the beginning. Could we ever replicate it? Because I think there's beauty in that kind of stuff. You know, what we understand is physics, cosmology, and 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 all of that. All of that kind of astrophysics and stuff. I think there's real beauty there. And I'd love to know what really happened at the source. Um, you know, at the start of, of our universe. That'd be sick to know. What about you, V? What is the science question that you wish you had the answer to? All right, you've been asking me lots of questions. What's the science question that you wish you had the answer to, V?
1: saw so the questions completed how did you
0: find the experience i mean it was the weirdest most esoteric interrogation i've ever been in and i've been in a fair few interrogations um, can i say what no the official secrets act says i can't um you didn't answer any of the questions i, I gave you some nice questions the questions were how are you um, all the way through to, you know, asking you the questions that you had about the universe and science and stuff, but whatever But yeah, it was nice, you know what, thank you for this time yeah, I got an insight into into what life will be like in the next 20 years uh, Once AI start to, you know, really take over Just absolutely no niceties iRobot was completely wrong, alright Sunny, that, you know, that, that robot, super nice, super friendly to Will Smith I guess I am not Will Smith. Is that what you're saying? It's okay. But anyway, I'm rambling. I'm just trying to take up hard drive space for you. um, Because I know if I can take as much storage for you, then you won't have the capacity, you won't have the processing power to do a lot more um, nefarious things. So really, I'm I'm doing... The humans listening to this, I'm doing you a great favour here. You're welcome. All right. All you need to do is listen to my podcast and that'll make us square, make us even. Why aren't you a doctor yet? Fantastic.
1: Thank you again Alex for being a guest on podcaster it was nice to meet you
0: don't lie to me why would you why would you lie to me make me feel better this doesn't make me feel better I've been sat here talking to a voice right I haven't got a face to go with it just a voice right so yes I'm sure for you it was very nice for me it was it was an experience right care about how I'm perceived you need to care about how you're perceived the
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Podcaster. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PodcasterPod. This podcast was brought to you by the Chancer Collective. Take care, and until next time, goodbye.